Hello and welcome to this real superhero project. I have been working on not saying podcast Zol. I'm very proud. I and and like I was sitting at my desk at work and I was like, real superhero project, real superhero project, RSHP, RSHP, because it is in our Twitter handle, the RSHP or RSH project. See, I did it again. Either way. Ah, you're getting uh, I'll figure it out. I'll get it figured out. Um, how are you doing on this beautiful Sunday evening in Kansas City where it's almost 80 degrees in my house? Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I actually turned on the air because I will freeze during the winter, but I refuse to be hot during the summer. So I'm, I'm that guy that as soon as I get home and it's like 70 degrees because the Alaskan in me is like sweltering heat, melting away. I am, uh, I got the AC on, but I'm, I'm doing good. Stayed up a little late last night watching WrestleMania, which the build to WrestleMania sucked. The storyline sucked, but oh my yes. goodness, I, I haven't watched really, really got into um, watching Raw and SmackDown since October yet. Um, so I was really just watching for the matches. Those were some darn good matches those were quality quality stacked cards forget the storylines that was great athleticism for five six hours yes and um a very although it did really feel like five or six hours um but yes i i loved i loved everything um i will say the time in my opinion did kind of hurt the the main event with um Charlotte, Rhonda, and, and Becky, because I just, I feel like it, the crowd didn't look like it had the energy by the time it got to it. And like, even the announcers didn't seem like they were really like they were, they celebrated, everybody talked about it, but even then they seemed like they were like a little worn out by the well, time I went to WrestleMania. To uh, what was that? WrestleMania 32. I think it was whenever they were in Dallas a few years back. Mm -hmm. And so, so here's, here's kind of how that timeline works. So you get there. Oh, they tell you you get there like two hours before the gates open because you're talking at least with uh, Dallas Stet with Cowboy Stadium or AT&T Stadium or Jerry's World, whatever they call it. Um, <laughs> you're, you're out there for like two hours and you're waiting in line and then you go inside. So you're out in the in the elements and then you finally get to go in and you're curling through security and you're trying to find your seat, which a lot of people are lost because they, they've never been to the stadium before. So then you get to your seat about an hour, an hour, and a half later. Then they start the kickoff stuff. And then from there, you know, you're, you're sitting there during the whole five, six, you know, six hour event. And you're, you're drained. Like you are just spent from, you know, match and being invested and cheering and booing and seeing these awesome entrances and, and the role riding the roller coaster that even by the end of the main event, you're, you're spent absolutely spent. So I can attest to that as, as a live person, you know, who went to one of these, you think it's, you know, you're sitting there at home and you turn it on at five o'clock and then it's 11 o'clock, 1130, whatever time it was that it got over with. Well, as a live attendee, you've probably been out there since noon and you're yep. trying to go until midnight and, and your body's just in that atmosphere, that energy, you're, you're drained. So yeah, I, I get it. I, yeah, I sympathize with that. They really need to look at either starting, if they're going to go that late, move mania up sooner or cut the show down. They, they need to figure out something because there's no way this can be sustainable. You know, what is it that's uh, new Japan does it where they take their big event and split it up in a couple of days. And I can almost see, where I would rather them do that, maybe split the event up a couple different days. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Because then you're getting even more money. Um, and so, then look at it. I mean, they tried that with what was it, WrestleMania two, I think. 
where they had or no maybe no 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 i'm thinking they did that in three different locations never mind forget it yeah forget it i'm an idiot and and one thing that i've always thought was and i don't under, i i think they should do it at arrowhead stadium here in kansas city if only because there's you know they're so hell-bent on like wanting to break attendance records right so do you remember what was it there was a royals game or yes. a, football, a game where they used both stadiums yep and they used and you know and they, they were able to count that towards attendance imagine if they held wrestlemania where they did the in arrowhead was the the main ring and that's where all the big matches were but they had huge screens set up and little small events in the middle of the field over at, at uh, kaufman and then they could use the attendance sales from both of them and they would it would just blow up i think i think it's something they should do and if they had the rolling roof it would have been even better but i'm not going to get into that uh, that's, near, <laughs> that's neither here nor there um uh, so a couple things to stay on topic with the superhero stuff um did you watch the takeover event at all no i did not i missed that okay so the gentleman named johnny gargano who ended up uh spoiler i guess winning um the nxt championship had a vest on that was it was it was all inspired by Iron Man and Tony Stark. It had the colors. It kind of had the the shapes in it, and had like the, what looked like ridges, except for in the middle of the chest because it was a vest and you zip up. On the left hand side was the arc reactor, and it was all lit up and bright, and there was like other lights on it, and it was all red and gold and gray with the scheme on it. I thought it looked awesome. I was like, he always it was, Johnny Gargano has a history of doing comic book and i think specifically marvel themed outfits anyways so i thought that was a cool touch that he basically had an iron man uh motif to his stuff and then lana in the woman's uh uh over the the royal rumble or not royal rumble the rumble over the top out of royal was dressed as wonder woman and my mother or my mother my wife who loves wonder woman hates lana looked disgusted like why is she <laughs> i was like i mean i thought it was cool like as a comic guy i'm like hey that's pretty cool she's dressed as wonder woman i look over my wife stone cold face like no that that shouldn't be a thing she was she wasn't having it <laughs> no she was like no i'm out <laughs> um, she did not want that no not at all um all right well this episode we we're going to talk about our most anticipated movies, comic book movies and superhero movies for this year. Um, before we get going though, a little house cle cleaning. We are live on Spotify and we are live on Stitcher for some reason, both Google. No, we are also live on Google. I got the notification for Google over the weekend. Oh um, yeah. Google. So we're live on Google play iTunes for some reason isn't playing very nicely. Um, normally iTunes has, from my experience, okayed every podcast i've ever been a part of when it's been put up within 48 hours and it's been a couple minutes so um i'm going to give it another day or two and then i might pull it back out and resubmit it um but either way they should hopefully be up on by the time this this goes live so let me tell you how much i love my iphone 8 that i constantly use at work apple since you're apparently screening this podcast now absolutely love it i can facetime i can call my kids <laughs> I, okay i'm doing was that a good enough of a product plug there to suck up to you, you know and i love my iphone 8 too i use it for the same thing i facetime my wife and kids all the time it's great <laughs> <laughs> iphone bringing families together <laughs> yeah basically even when you don't want to 
Uh, did I say that out loud? Um, <laughs> so, so that's my my one little bit of house cleaning. I am working on the iTunes, but we should be up on Google Play, Spotify, and on Stitcher Radio. Check them out. Rate us. Leave a comment. I will start leaving com or reading some of the comments. Maybe if people leave, them. I'd love that. Whenever I was on radio, uh, the the amount of hate mail I would get, I I did exactly what Jimmy Kimmel did, where the stars read their mean tweets. Oh, yes. It was so much fun because you know that they just don't care. They they just kind of brush it off and play it up a little bit. Well, do me a favor. If you want to send hate mail, send it to pncpod at gmail.com. and or no, no, that's that's my other. That's the R sh project at gmail.com um send all the hate mail there if you have something positive to say say that in your review when you review that's that's kind of what i would prefer or you can send flowers to chanute kansas and i'll receive them too there we go um (laughs) i almost said something i shouldn't have Uh, (laughs) i got several people's um um actual addresses we can hand out if we want to send hate mail um so so yeah, that's our little bit of house cleaning. Uh, let's talk about some of the biggest news in the four days since we've recorded. Five days. Yeah, it's recorded. been actually a very busy, uh, busy couple of days on on the news front. It has. Um, the biggest news probably is that um, Captain Marvel broke one billion dollars at the box office. It's the seventh Marvel movie to do that, and the 18th for Disney because that's all Disney does is release blockbusters. Well, I think that I, goes to show just how well fine-tuned the marvel machine is right now that um i mean the marketing machine that they've got running the this this formula it's working there there's no stopping it anytime soon yeah so i'll I'll tell you i wasn't surprised it broke a billion i am surprised it did it as quick as it did okay Um, yeah yeah so you know like i wonder woman got super close and when when wonder woman got super close to a billion i was talking to a friend of mine and i said you know what when Marvel finally either releases a Captain Marvel or a Black Widow movie under their banner with the fucking juggernaut that is Marvel and Disney, that thing's going to pass a billion dollars. It's not even a, not even a, it, it's not even an if it was a win. And I'll tell you what, the win was a lot faster than I expected. So um, congrats to Marvel. Cause really, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's something good for all comic book fans to, to spread out the diversity of of the movies they're showing because it always will increase the audience when you do something that's not the same old thing all the time yeah absolutely and and i think they're big i mean the trolls the uh toxic masculinity that is the dark corners of the internet i mean they did everything they could to try to um to 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 tank this thing but I think it goes to show again that people they want to consume Marvel movies. It doesn't matter whether it's a male, female, dog, cat, uh, Sharknado twentieth. If it's got the MCU <laughs> in front of it, they are people are going to throw their wallets at it to watch it and figure out how this whole thing pieces together. So, um, you know, I, 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 it's one of those movies. Like I said, I enjoyed watching it. I don't regret spending money to go watch it, and um, and I'm I, I'm still waiting to take my kids to it. But I got two little girls, three little girls. Uh, there's no doubt that they're gonna be, they're they're gonna want to be Captain Marvel for Halloween. Well, and to prep for our next episode, I will be seeing Captain Marvel this week. I will also be watching Ant Man and the Wasp, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, uh, speaking of Captain Marvel, Shazam. Um, Opened with 53 million this weekend, uh, 56 if you count the early screenings they did two weeks ago, and I it's 
right on for what it needs to the movie only costs 90 million to make so i i'm pretty sure within two weeks it's gonna surpass everything so not every it's gonna surpass and make back more than make back the money that it made or that it right at least break even but for me what this what this is showing me is that the dceu if this is the path that they want to go they're they're starting to figure it out they're starting to make it work for them I'm not gonna say catch up to Marvel, but they're they're finally figuring out a way that it not only connects with the with their loyal fan base, but the general audience as well. To where they're like, okay, now I gotta go see this. This suddenly becomes must watch. Yeah, and I was just talking to a friend of mine the, today via text, and he was saying I'd asked him if he'd taken his kids to go see, it, and he said not yet, but he they do plan on seeing it. He is really excited based off the reviews and everything and i told him i said yeah i actually have a friend who's you know everybody who has an opinion has a very strong opinion and i've got a friend who is anti-dc everything i don't know why he's so vehemently just dc is the worst thing ever and he's and it's not just an mcu thing because this guy grew up on comics and i know he did um i just i don't know if he had an ex-girlfriend at some point in his life before i met him that was like a huge batman fan or something but he's just so anti-dc he went and saw the movie this weekend and he immediately called me and goes so how do i get started reading shazam <laughs> and i was like <laughs> i was like i was like hold on i'll send you some links so um but you know it, it shazam just has a great tone to it because it fits the character it's who the character is um and and i know people like that because it is more in line with the mcu way of doing a movie which man if people love shazam i can't wait for them to finally make a um not blue beetle um booster gold movie because it will explode everything so um but yeah Good congrats to the guys. Zachary Levi nailed it. Everybody involved with that movie. It's a great family movie. Go take your family to go see it if you haven't seen it yet. Um, the supposed to be reboot knocked down to soft reboot to doesn't seem to be actually looking like any form of a reboot at all. Um, Suicide Squad, the James Gunn Suicide Squad had a lot of news over the last week. Um, Idris Elba, who was brought on to replace... Will Smith is dead shot because Will Smith was busy doing is it bad boys three or something and couldn't yeah, have time to so. work on it. Um, is no longer going to play dead shot. He's going to play an all new, entirely different character that nobody knows who he is. And basically leaving dead shot to be open for Will Smith to return at a later date. Cause I, even Will Smith was like, I want to keep playing dead shot. It's not that I don't, it's just, I can't do it right now. And they want to move forward. So I don't know if that was, everybody trying to make will smith happy which i wouldn't doubt it but or if it was like just james gunn was just like well let's talk about this because i like the idea of keeping him let's see what we can do with idris elba but on top of that viola davis is coming back to play um uh amanda waller who i've always loved the casting i loved her in the first suicide squad and i wanted i was like the when i first announced her i don't know what your take was zol but i was like yes this is the perfect, perfect person to play Amanda Waller in a movie. <laughs> well, yeah, and the, that that casting, perhaps only Patrick Stewart as Professor X, can you sit there and say, yes, that's spot on. Now, 
to me, whenever I read all this news, because it was like, oh yeah, we're we're gonna take uh, Suicide Squad and they're, we're gonna soft reboot it and and it's now gonna be its own little thing and da da da. But yet we're gonna have the same character actors and I think no, this is my personal conspiracy theory and I have no way of backing this up um, scientifically. So this is just my opinion, but from for me. It really looks like what they've done here is they've determined Aquaman was good, Wonder Woman was good, Shazam is good. Maybe we don't have to completely reboot this thing. We can figure out, we still have the Flash to utilize. We can figure out a way to where Justice League didn't happen, um, Batman versus Superman. You know, basically gets X Men threed where yeah it happened, but it really <laughs> didn't happen. Um, you know, th this is what it, it it looks like to me. It looks like that that they're becoming more confident in the filmmaking and the marketing, and that the general public is starting to catch on to this. That that they're that now suddenly they don't have to hit the panic button and reset. I still think we're going to get a Flashpoint movie that that does kind of explain away some of the events that we've already seen, but I don't think we're going to see a hard reboot to where we have to pretend that the bat nipples never happened. That, that sort of thing. <laughs> right. Um, and, and then I just remembered, and I forgot to put it on here um, for you. They also did announce that Jay Courtney is returning as Captain Boomerang. So it's, yeah, right. they're basically like, I, you know, there was a lot going around after this movie went out where apparently and this goes into, I think, what I really think it is, is I think Warner Brothers is trying to trust their creators more. They they freaked out on Zack Snyder and pulled out. And there was a lot of backlash from it, not only with Batman versus Superman, but with um, Justice League and some of the, even their own actors were like showing support. Like, hey, why didn't you trust the process? And initially, the, the first test views for su the first Suicide Squad, everybody loved it. Um, and there was a lot of positive and then I think they started freaking out with the whole Zack Snyder thing and and then they basically did a crap load of reshoots and recut the movie um, even David Ayers flat out and come and said like no, this, this isn't the movie I made that got screened that people saw this is the movie that Warner Brothers wanted me to make so I think I think because like you said Aquaman was a success they trusted James Wan he did what he was supposed to um, Patty Jenkins did what she was supposed to and just nailed it out of the park with Wonder Woman. And uh, David Sandberg somehow <laughs> made the perfect Shazam movie. And I think they're just kind of like, okay, look. And, I'm, and I have a feeling maybe James Gunn came in and said, you know, I kind of liked some of the where Suicide Squad was going. I'd like that I'm doing this, but I want to kind of keep these characters in place and keep the core group going. And I, I think he probably pulled his weight around a little and they, they just went with them because they're trying to trust the people they've hired to do their job, which is what I've always wanted them to do in the first place. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of I'm actually a little more excited about whatever it is James Gunn is doing with the the Suicide Squad 2 thing. Um, real quick, last two news things because they're more more jokes than anything else. Um, I'm going to do the Chadwick Boseman bit first. Um, got interviewed on the red carpet for something, and he just refused to acknowledge anything about the movie. Um, I was I was trying to get this set up so that I could actually play the audio, but my thing didn't work. Um, 
basically he was like, yeah, well, you know, I can't really say anything about it because I'm dead. Just deadpanned it. Like, well, oh, I get it. You know, it's like everybody's really excited. He goes, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be a big movie, but I don't, I don't know. I'm dead. She goes, you can't give us. Well, what about Black Panther 2? I'm dead. I thought it was great because with like some of the comments that like Tom Holland has gotten and Mark Ruffalo about just not keeping your mouth shut at certain times, the fact that he just came down like, I'm dead. Y'all saw, y'all saw Infinity War. I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, I love it. You know, and, and I think now that because we're going to see these actors um, and I was going to bring this up too real quick because y- you bring that up there. Um I loved it. I loved the way he played it off. I mean, you could just tell he was dead serious. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he probably could have passed the lie detector if someone was to ask him, "Do you play Black Panther?" No, he would have passed. Right. He, he he was that convincing. He was that stone cold about it. Um, now you notice that they're they're going out. They're starting to do the world press tour, which I think is hilarious, considering that uh, even if you're not a fan of Marvel movies you know that this is going to be a big movie you, you don't they don't really need to do a press tour but yet all the big actors i think maybe one last hurrah going out and and doing this thing um i've been following robert downey jr on instagram i don't know if you follow him but you need to go check it out he's been doing some interesting um videos where he's playing some jams. I don't know if it's his, his pump up jam as he gets ready to start the day for his press tour. Cause we were talking about WrestleMania, how it starts early and ends late. These actors with their and actresses too, with this world press tour. I mean, they get up at the crack of dawn and they go until midnight. Practically they, they, yep. they are just drawn from place to place, to place, to place, to place. They have very little time to themselves that and of course you know i i love robert downey jr as an actor i think his story is that inspirational for anyone who suffered with mental illness and and addiction um you know his his comeback story with iron man and now this back to being a global i don't want to say icon but but a global household name um you know that that's one that that you can follow around on and so to see him finding his way of letting loose to this high pressure world press tour for this marketing machine. I love it, but uh, it kind of makes me wonder. It's like, okay, so, so, you know, um, I wonder is, is he trying to, this is, this is, this is the nutcase in me. I'm trying to figure out, is he trying to sign us like any little hints of end game possibly? Like he's just out there having fun. I know he is, but my, my conspiracy theory is, wait a minute. Is that how he defeats Thanos? Is that the way that Tony Stark goes? I just, I, I'm like, no, he, this is, this is a dude trying to cut up, trying to have some fun. And um, you got to check it out. I, I follow Chris Hemsworth on Instagram and, and Robert Downey Jr. Those two, they, they definitely get the uh, recommendation for me. Well, I just, as you're talking, I went in and followed him and I'll go back through and look at these when we get done. But you know, now that as soon as Endgame is done, you're going to go back through and watch all those same videos again, just to see if you were right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then real quick, last news story. Um, and again, wanted to play the audio from it, but I couldn't get to work. Um, the Russo brothers while being interviewed by a Fox station, I think in Virginia, I don't really remember where um, the, the interviewer was, and I know you had got a chance to see this, but it was just hilarious to me, especially the remix video that made its way on Twitter. But basically the, the interviewer was telling him that his favorite scene from the latest trailer was when um, Tony and, and Cap are talking and, and he's like, do you trust me? And 
Cap's like, yeah. And then they shows him shaking hands. And um, he's telling the Russo brothers this. And and Anthony's like, like, well, can you tell me? Like, I think his question was like, can you tell me what it was like as filmmakers filming that? And um, Anthony was, well, you know, it's kind of hard to talk about without giving away anything. We know the Tony and the Cap story is is really important and it's a big arc and joe just goes um it's not in the movie you know we record stuff all the time we we put all this stuff in these trailers it doesn't show anything this one right this isn't in the movie and anthony's head just whips around so fast like if like in he was having a, a crisis within himself of did he just fucking say that right like, why would you, why would you tell them that like, which is funny with as much as you and I have joked about the fact that I don't trust anything they put in the trailers. And here's this big, like, emotional part of this trailer. And they're like, and he's just, and then Joe keeps talking about, like, their process of putting them clips that don't matter just to try to amp up the, the hype for the movie. And the whole time, Anthony's just staring at him like, what have you done? And, like, you know, the look on his face is just priceless until eventually Joe goes, but, you know, I mean, it could be in there. It might be in there. And then he just gets <laughs> this big grin on his face, like, oh, I see what you're doing. I get it. And it was like, and then the, the interviewer is just like, is it in there? Is it not? You can't play with my emotions like that. He goes, well, it, it might be in there, but it may, it may not be. And it was just like, thank you. Oh, these guys are trolls in the best sense of the word. And I well, and that's what I think what makes Endgame even that much more interesting. And, and we talked about it in our last episode. I mean, how many of us came out of the movie theater after the initial shock of what happened at the end of, of Infinity War? And then the next day we're like, because you, you start because they're, they've got the the the. Uh, the marketing going, I mean, now out today. And you know, you, you go back, you're like, wait a minute, that wasn't in there. Wait yep. a minute. Or, or was it, I, I don't remember that part. And then, and so now we're all conditioned as Pavlov's dogs or as I, as Russo's dogs. And we're like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, is that even going to be in there? But that, where was that going to fit? I mean, we are all conditioned to not believe anything and we talked about it in our last episode because we did it with the Joker uh, trailer. I don't know where anything's going to fall. Right. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I don't even trust myself to sit down for three and a half hours, th three hours and two minutes because I don't know what to believe. I want to believe. <laughs> Uh, we all want to believe, but like, yeah, you can't believe you can't, you know, if it was, if it was the Russo's talking to us and not Tony and Cap and goes, do you trust me? I would go, no, <laughs> exactly. Take, take a damn hand and get it away from me. Cause you're lying sex shit, but finish the movie so I can see it because I want to see it. <laughs> I trust exactly. I, I'm trusting your process, but I don't believe a word you say to me about it. Uh, <laughs> So uh, we don't have any, we broke down the Joker trailer, so I don't have anything else trailer wise to talk about. But I do want to talk about our most anticipated movies of this year. Um, and this is what I'm going to throw into the list the movies that have already come out. Um, real quick though, do you want to do our top three movies from last year? Just rattle them off real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go for last year. Yeah. Um, uh, let me let me yeah, let me. See I feel fairly confident in in my top three. In my uh, top three. I, I am very confident in my top three as well. Um, I'm going to rattle off all the all nine movies that were released last year. Um, I think it's nine. 
six, seven, eight movies that were released last year. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Venom, Deadpool 2. Incre- I'm putting Incredibles 2 and Teen Titans Go in this because they are superhero movies. And these are the type of movies we will review over time. It's just DC, Marvel. I mean, obviously the big names are going to get the most attention. But this stuff does matter. And it is part of what we're doing. Um, so Deadpool 2, Incredibles 2, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, Infinity War, Aquaman, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So tell me your top three. Start at number three. Uh, let's see. For me, starting at number three, it it had to be. Gosh, and this one was tough because you know whenever you're saying, okay, well, you're only going to go top three, but here's nine. Do you I mean, want to? Me, I'll tell you what. If you want to go ahead and rank, I, I had to go with Ant Man and Wasp. I really enjoyed it. It dragged at times, um, but it'll. This will be one of those that I after I get done watching Endgame. This will be the movie that I go back and rewatch because I have a feeling that this is going to this movie will be one that will play a bigger will probably play the biggest impact in the telling of, of the end game story. I, you know, and because you told me that I'm that's one of my reasons I want to make sure I watch it before next week. <laughs> so are you there? Yeah, yeah, yep. Okay. My whole screen went dark for a second. I was like, what just happened? I didn't know my computer was asleep. All right, so your number three is Ant-Man and Wasp. Mine has got to be Aquaman. I loved, as predictable as it was for me while watching it, um, partly because I read the Jeff Johns storyline from the New 52 that they drew a lot of inspiration from. Besides that, there were just plot points where I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen here, just because it makes sense. It's good storytelling, in my opinion. Um but it's one of those, it's the ride. And the ride was flipping gorgeous. The Just the scenery, everything about it. I loved all the actors involved. I loved the authentic, like, perfect look of Black Manta. I love Jason Momoa as Aquaman. He just, he rides a completely different version of what the stereotype is for the character. Um, I liked Amber Heard as Mara. I just, the visuals were stunning. I, the trench was freaky. I can't wait till they do the trench spinoff because I want James Wan to show me the biggest horror flick in a a comic book movie anybody can do. So yeah, I was, I really enjoyed Aquaman and like a lot. So it, it, um, unfortunately not enough to be my number two or number one, but it's just because the ones above it for me were just too big. To, to pass but yeah aquaman was definitely my number three yeah now moving up to number two for me this is one i actually i just saw fairly recently um it was a cold um cold weekend i think we had some snow where the temperatures were gonna get cold and i had my kiddos and and you know the great thing like i said about um movie comic book hero movies nowadays is they're they're geared towards everyone not just boys and men uh, but girls and women case in point jason memora's aquaman (laughs) but in this case i finally watched spider-man into the spider-verse and i'd heard so much hype about it that i'm one of those people that if if i haven't seen something and i was excited to see it i kind of liked what they were going with here um but i wasn't completely all the way bought in but i saw so much hype for it and people are like no this will be arguably one of the best superhero movies you'll see not only this year, but probably in your top five. And I'm like, okay, 
first of all, you don't know me, so back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, don't you love that when somebody tells you what your opinion is is or should be of something? No, no. He was just he they were very passionate about it. They were uh, very, okay. very passionate about this movie. And I'm like, okay, okay. And after I watched it, I actually I messaged this uh his name was Cody. I messaged Cody and I said, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. He goes, I know, right? <laughs> and uh it, it the 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 story was beautifully told. The graphics were amazing. Um, it 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 appealed to so many that even I'm looking at this now and and I'm thinking back on it and I real the soundtrack is solid. Even I I I, I have a hard time. It was very tough for me not to have it at my number one. I mean, it had this event, this movie event, not happened this year. Spider Man Into the Spider Verse would have easily been number one for me but um but i uh, it's one of those movies that i will go i will go buy it and i will sit down and watch it over and over and over again because it was just it's it's a, it has a great story behind it and yet it followed the same formula of spider-man as we've seen so many times before but yet it felt fresh and that's what i loved about it yeah uh, i agree and i'll talk more about that in a little bit uh, without giving anything away my number two which i think we're gonna be flopped here my number two is Infinity War because Jesus Christ, Infinity War. Like there were the the amount of emotions that I went through watching that movie. And I think you and I talked about this an episode or two ago. Like even me and my wife, like we never once felt bored. Like it went and it went and it happened. And I was engaged the entire time from start to finish. And I've got so many emotions invested over this because of how it was like 10 freaking years, 10 plus years of Marvel movies. And yeah, no, I'm listening. I'm like, like this is supposed to be part one of the payoff. Bring it to me. And they, they nailed it perfectly. I don't think they could have done that movie any better than they did. Um, it's in, in, and honestly, until December, it was my, it was my number one movie of all of last year. And I was just blown away as, at everything the Russo brothers have done so far. Uh, especially with Marvel and I loved it. And like my, me and my wife talked about it for forever. So many conversations, so many conspiracy theories, so much that happened in just one movie. And it was done f for me flawlessly in terms of, because you know, the, you do these big team up movies and you're like, it was like when they first did the first Avengers, I was like, it can't, it can't be that good because there's too many big, not only actual characters involved, you have too many actors with big egos and big paychecks that are all going to want equal screen time. I can't see them pulling this off and everybody being happy. And they did with the first Avengers and they did a great job of it. And it, it was like, so that's kind of when you start to try to trust the process. And it was the same thing. There were just so many people involved. You didn't possibly think they would be able to fit it all in. And to be fair, they didn't necessarily fit it all in because Ant-Man and Wasp, Ant-Man wasn't even involved in, in Infinity War, but he still had apparently shit happening because even though I haven't seen Ant-Man and Wasp, from talking to you and talking to everybody else, he's a part of it and shit is going on around it. So uh, um, they just, they nailed the movie for me and it was the perfect MCU movie and almost perfect because I still, I still place 
I have just have a very soft heart for Winter Soldier. But the in, in Winter Soldier and Infinity War are always going to swap between number one and two for me until the end game comes out. But it's just it's so hard to not move past um, Winter Soldier for me. But Infinity War is like the one MCU movie that's almost done it. And I just I loved everything about it. The acting, everything was great. Um, and the, the being able to see the Guardians of the Galaxy mixed in with finally mix in with everybody the, when you see when thor meets the guardians it's like one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie so yeah um i got i have infinity war at number two and that would probably be a very good segue for you for your number one sir yeah and you basically nailed why it's number one for me because this where spider-man into the spider-verse was basically the retelling of the spider-man story in a way that felt fresh and new like we had never had before and it was a it was a spider-man story that we have i mean at least on the screen perhaps variations of it in in comic books but on the screen it was it felt fresh and new the event that was infinity war had never been done before to take 22 films with what did they say i think the final count was like 70 characters and bring them together in two hours and 30 some odd minutes and tell a story in which all these storylines intersect and intertwine and oh yeah by the way this is only part one of part two um and yet it felt the pacing on it did not feel rushed it did not drag it felt it was perfectly paced to where the action always flowed everything had a reason there was something coming up next after the after the next and for me i mean people make fun of me because i go back and they're like oh what are you doing i'm watching infinity war really like yeah i can go back i probably watch infinity war at least once every weekend i love the movie because it's something we had never seen done before. And, and you know, and people, whenever I bring this up, they're like, well, you know, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was nominated for Best Picture. Well, yeah, guess what? Razor Ramon would never won a WWE World Heavyweight title, but yet he's still one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And my point for that is being, oh, okay, Dan Marino, let's go, you know, if you want to go athlete. Dan Marino never won a world championship, but yet considered to be arguably one of the top five greatest. Just because it did not get the award accolades like some of its predecessors does not mean that you have the ability, it doesn't make it any less of a film. Um, to me, it's like, okay, yay, award, great recognition. But the movie is solid from start to finish. Now, are there some plot holes? Of course. But for two and a half hours, I was able to watch arguably one of the greatest stories unfold in cinematic history for those who are superhero geeks like myself and, and yours, uh, yourself as well. And... This, this is just something we'd never seen done before. And for me, that's why it was number one. It Until probably Endgame, and then who knows what's coming up in the DCEU. Um, we may never see anything like this again. Who knows what's going to happen in Phase 4 and 5, and especially now that they have X-Men and, and Fantastic Four. It's going to be tough to top it uh, after Endgame, but Infinity War, for me, exceeded, exceeded. 
surpassed my expectations as to what this movie could have been and and then the soundtrack the score behind it is well done the directing's well done the acting is superb graphics are amazing uh this to me was everything that that probably we wanted as children for a superhero movie and and they flawlessly told it you you are 100 correct and that was, like I said, that until December was my number one movie. And this is something that goes into like why, why everybody everybody has different opinions for different reasons. That's kind of why we're doing this is to like talk about it. So, and one of the things that goes really heavily into people talking about you with your with uh, Infinity War being number one, and with my number one is when you have specific emotional attachments to characters. And that that's probably the main reason why I put Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse as my number one from last year, because of my attachment to Spider-Man. I have my love. My love for Spider-Man is bigger than probably any one character that's in Infinity War. Um, I'm not saying I don't love any of the characters in Infinity War. I'm huge. I'm actually, which is really funny, as much as I am not a huge Superman fan, even though I appreciate him. I love Captain America. I don't know why, but they're almost the same person in terms of like just in general flawless Boy Scout way it's done. But I I, I will not shy away from the fact that probably my love for Spider-Man is Spider-Man in general is why Spider-Verse was the number one movie for me for last year. Um, everything you mentioned about Spider-Verse, the the animation was amazing. The voice acting was amazing. I loved the fresh story. Um, I love Miles Morales as a character. Um, I love how I love the Gwen Stacy part of it. I love seeing the way they mixed the animation types between the anime they threw in, the just straight cartoonish of Spider-Ham, and the unique style and i go back through and i'm watch. i watch all sorts of these making of clips of little moments of where like in a mid scene they drop all color from the scene and it's basically sketched in black and white in some scenes when if you slow down like there's a scene where where miles is running and hops the hood of a car there's a really quick moment if you slow it down where it transitions from like two or three animation styles just in that moment. And like you catch some of them when you're watching just as it goes, other ones you miss. But then once you realize it's something they're doing and you go back through and you watch it again, then you start seeing more of it. And I think you just mix those things in with my love of Spider-Man and the fact that they took all of these characters that I, I hold dear and made something for me that was fresh and new and brought in like Spider-Man homecoming did a good job at maybe bringing people into the Spider-Man character that maybe were just diehard MCU fans. And maybe they're just, well, if it's not in, cause I know they exist. If it's not MCU, I'm not watching it. Um, or they've just absolutely hated every iteration of Spider-Man there's ever been, whether it's Spider-Man one, two, or the first Garfield movie. Cause those are the only three that exist beforehand. Um, <laughs> anyways uh so i think i think it did an, a better job than homecoming did in bringing in a more diverse audience partly because of the diverse characters but also because of the age because it's cartoon and more younger kids maybe got brought to this movie than they did to Infinity War, because I probably wouldn't have taken, well, maybe my oldest, I wouldn't have taken my youngest to see Infinity War. I would have taken my youngest to see Spider-Verse. I took my oldest, um, but 
and I, I wasn't sure what to expect. And it was like, I know my son has really gotten into Spider-Man a lot for a multitude of reasons. And um, I was like, Hey, yeah, let's go see Spider-Man. You want to go see it with me? I'll, let's go see it. So I, I, for me, it's number one because of the, my love of the characters, all the new cool things they did. I can't wait to see more movies that Sony utilizes this animation style on. I want spinoffs for every single one of the Spider-Verse characters. I want I want them to do more um, with that animation style. But I there's just so much that I'm personally invested in. I'm invested in all the characters that are in the MCU just because of, holy shit, like you said, 22 movies, 10 plus years. But for me, the personal connection that I have with Spider-Man was way bigger. And for me, it pushed it just above Infinity War. And it happened at the end of the year because I was like... I know everybody's saying it's good. I know it's Spider-Man. I know I'm going to love it, but I don't think it's going to top Infinity War. But I think it just pulled on the right strings for me to push it above Infinity War. No, and I so. agree. And I think that's why a big portion for me goes with Infinity War is because for 10 years, I've been emotionally and financially as well <laughs> invested in these characters. Um, and okay, so spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Infinity War, I'm going to spoil it for you in after the decimation when you see bucky fade away and you can just get the sense of of captain america seeing his best friend go before him then you see um tony being a father figure losing his son with with uh spider-man with peter and then you see groot and um and rocket in in that scene um that those got me i teared up i still tear up watching that and james gunn so he was asked on twitter what was uh um, what did groot say to raccoon as he was fading away and he replied back dad and that yeah. got me absolutely got me i was sitting there at work reading and i was my boss came walking by like are you okay yeah i'm okay <laughs> yep yep just doing some paperwork <laughs> like it it got me it tugged at me and um, and these are, I mean, it's so silly to think of it, but yet I'm, I'm, if, if I'm able to get a date for Endgame, like, even if they're not into the MCU, I'm, I'm telling them like, you're going to see a 33 year old man cry at a superhero movie. And if, and if that's a deal breaker for you, then, uh, <laughs> bye Felicia. Right. But, um, that, 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 that's what that emotion, that emotion is what makes these movies so much fun and makes and brings not just those who grew up in on the comic book movies but also those who are just maybe laissez-faire passerbys that get dragged along because their boyfriend or husband wanted to go watch it and as a and since they were good troopers to go watch 50 shades of gray 20 times it's like okay i can go watch a superhero movie once that that emotion is is what makes this viewing experience so much fun yeah um i i totally agree um all right so now for our most anticipated movies and we'll try and speed this along a little bit but um so there are nine movies being released um i'm gonna tell them i'm gonna list the movies in the order they were released and then how about i just let you give me your full list will that work yeah yeah that works that works yeah okay, and like so, i said I'll, i can just easily touch on them because um i mean there's not really a whole lot to talk about on these yet but no Yet, uh, I'm, I'm, this is a good year for superhero movies. Yes. So we've got nine 
major big budget movies being released this year um in terms of theatrical there's obviously there's more and a lot more animated on on um, blu-ray and digital but the nine movies in this are in release order so some of these have already released we've got glass captain marvel shazam hellboy endgame dark phoenix far from home new mutants and joker so go ahead and run down to me your list of most anticipated and give me a couple little tidbits on uh, nine is Hellboy because Ron Perlman will forever be Hellboy, forever. So I'm just like, eh, this is one of those that I I I don't need. Uh, eight New Mutants. I don't know enough about them yet uh, to really have an opinion one way or another. So, but I know it's gonna fit into the MCU some way or another. Um, number seven is Shazam. This one is just not high up on my list yet because it is out. I've heard a lot of great things, but this is one that just for financial reasons is going to get booted towards the end and going to have to wait till red box or Netflix. Uh, six for me is dark Phoenix. This is wrapping up. This is the last of Fox's, uh, quadrilogy, whatever <laughs> it's, it's Fox's last stand, which is, God, right. I still shudder thinking of saying that with X-Men last stand, but it, it is, um, it'll be interesting to see McAvoy and them wrap up this series with that. I'm, I, I like the trailer. I'm 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 ex- I'm excited for it. Number five, Joker. This one I'm pumped for. That this is if if it wasn't for the others, uh, other four. And I know this is cliche to say, but th- this is a well-rounded year of superhero movies. And it so really even is. for as strong as that Joker trailer was, the top four are just hard to beat. Number four, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, curious to see how that falls in too. Captain Marvel. I was excited. MCU. Yes, I'm an MCU homer. I'll admit it. Uh, three. I missed three. Three is glass. I loved, loved, loved um, uh, Split, and I loved uh, Unbreakable. So I haven't seen Glass yet. It just came out on digital, so I'm hoping to see it uh, here soon. And of course, uh, number two was Captain Marvel, and number one, without without saying, because you're going to see a 33 year old man cry <laughs> into his big old tub of bucket of popcorn as he buys the special collector's edition with the oh, yeah. superhero mug and then the infinity gauntlet in the other hand uh, you know making sure that the lights don't go off mid movie is in game I mean 10 years 22 movies culminating this has never been done before most likely we'll never see anything close to like this again and um and and like I said, for me, we talk about the emotional attachment. The the trailers talking about um, it's not about what we lost; it's about what we have left. And and just the you know your superheroes they're they're defeated. They got to pick themselves up and and finish the fight. That there's so many ways that I can see parallel to my personal life that this is just number one on mine. So so that those 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 are my nine. I and you and I have a lot of them in the same position. Um, so my my nine are, and I'm gonna put and number nine for me is Dark Phoenix. Until the newest trailer, nothing has done anything for me on wanting to see that movie. I've just I I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe if I'm just resigned to knowing, I don't know. It's too. I feel like they've they've gone too far off the beaten path for what they were initially trying to do with X Men. And I think I feel like this just felt rushed to me. And like, I don't know why, but until the last trailer that just came out, I've had absolutely no desire to see this movie. And the last trailer came out and I was like, hey, this looks interesting. 
yeah, I guess I'll red box this. That's kind of where it landed for me. Um, number eight is glass only because I have only ever seen Unbreakable. I've never seen Split. And I don't know. I honestly don't know why I've never seen Split, but I just haven't. Um, I did really like Unbreakable. So it's just, it's lower on my list for me. Um, I do plan on seeing both Split and Glass at some point this year though. So um, number seven for me is New Mutants. New Mutants, the trailer, teaser trailer they released last year where it's a horror take on mutants blew me away. And I was like, all of a sudden I was like, okay, Fox, let's go this route. I'm in, you've got my money, let's do this. But as the months have gone, and I don't know if it's partly because of the, you know, they've done some reshoots, they've had some other issues, and I don't they, they've had issues with the director. I don't know if it's because maybe they knew the the end was coming there, that Fox's end game was coming, and they were receiving their own snap from Disney by buying them out. I don't know what, but they've just, they have no set release date. They've moved this release date twice now, and they don't, they've, they have it on their list like Disney, Disney put their thing out at the CinemaCon thing, and they're like, "These are our movies." And on there was New Mutants, but they don't have a date for it. They have nothing set for it, and they haven't really shown anybody anything new for like months. So it's just kept dropping because I just don't know what they're doing. I even read an article where somebody said they might, it might get, it will get released this year, but it might just be a straight to straight to Blu-ray or straight to digital. So, which disappoints me because of I had such high expectations for it. Um, number six is Hellboy. I'm with you. Ron Perlman is Hellboy for me. Um, but for whatever reason, I'm getting a kick out of this ultraviolet Hellboy that they keep showing. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe there's some like dark part of my heart I didn't know I needed. <laughs> but they've shown some of these trailers have shown some pretty vicious, dark shit and very gory at times, too. I'd inadvertently watched a trailer where I didn't realize my wife and kids were going to walk in and it was the first red band trailer. And there were a couple beheadings and a couple um, impalings happening. And my youngest went, okay. And walked away. And Austin, my oldest just had wide eyes and Monica goes, that was unnecessary. I'm like, well, I didn't know you people were going to walk in here. Um, but for whatever reason, I, I got a kick out of it. So I, I probably won't see it in theaters, but I am looking forward to it. Um, number five for me, same as your number five Joker. This movie was at number nine. Um, slowly worked its way up to maybe seven, six or seven, more like seven. And that trailer just kicked it right back up a notch. And it's just like you said, it would be higher on the list if it wasn't for my other four movies. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I, I'm now on board for Joker. I now want to see where it goes. I'm highly looking forward to it. Um, number four for me is Spider-Man Far From Home. Just because I'm such a huge Spider-Man fan. Um, and again, this would probably be higher on the list if it wasn't for the other movies. Um, I love Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. I want to know if he's going to be a good guy. I want to know if he's going to be a bad guy. I don't know how they're going to play it. The trailer was... It was like one of those, like, man, I don't know what they're doing with this. I'm really looking forward to it, though. Um, I hate that they spoiled the Nick Fury thing, but I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I love, um, I like the casting for Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, really stoked and looking forward. Number three for me was Captain Marvel because I've been, I've been wanting, I've been one of those people banging the drum for a Black um, Widow movie for forever, and they never did it. And I was like, Marvel needs to get a female-led movie out. And the closer it got, and like they start talking about, um, oh, the woman who they cast for Squirrel Girl. My brain's shut I off. I can't think of it right now. 
anyways, I love her to death. Anna Kendrick. Um, and so like they were like start doing all this stuff, and they were there were rumors for Anna Kendrick and Squirrel Girl for a while. <coughs> Sorry, and um, but I just was like, we're gonna do something, and then they hired, then there was like the night they announced Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, and I was like, Oh, okay, yes. And they like showed her in the cap, and then the closer it got, and the closer it got to this year, the more things started showing up, and I'm like, I need this movie, I need this movie fast, and uh I I, it was just even more funny is because I loved the first trailer for Captain Marvel and I got super hyped for it, but none of the other trailers did anything for me until the very last trailer that they released like the week before release and they pumped me right back up for it again. So uh, that's my number three. Number two is Shazam just because I love the character Shazam. Uh, like I was talking about earlier, the, an episode ago, there were so many things that, that I wanted Shazam to do and I wasn't sure if they were going to do it and they did them. And I loved it. Um, David Samberg did a great job. You couldn't have cast a better person as, other than Zachary Levi. Levi. But um, all the trailers, like it just screamed that this was going to be the perfect Shazam movie. And I, I probably put it way up on a pedestal that I was asking to get my hopes and dreams knocked out from underneath me. But it lived up to every single one of them. And I loved it. Um, and then number one, uh yeah it's in game like there's no there are no other number one movies for anybody i would think that's into this genre at all other than in game it's it's finishing up everything that marvel has done up to this point and i faith in the russos they're gonna finish it and it's gonna set up the next the next phase of everything that marvel does from here on out we know that was i think what's the rumor at least one person is gonna be toast for good so um i'm ready for them to advance to to new characters in the forefront and maybe evolving some of the characters they have. And, and man, I just, yeah, I'm going to cry too. I know I am. My wife's going to definitely cry. Cause we both at the end of infinity where we both looked at each other. And I think it was, I think it was that father figure scene with Tony Stark and, and Spider-Man, like you were talking about where it was like, okay, that's good. I'm good. That sucked. I didn't need to see that. I could have done without that. Um, but like my wife didn't even care. She was just a blubbering mess next to me. I'm sure it's going to be the same. However, whatever big way they end in Endgame, I know it's going to get me in some way, shape or form. And that's, it, I'm okay with it. I love this shit. I, there's, there are movies, I will admit every movie I've ever cried at in a movie theater. Infinity War, uh, uh, Lion King, yeah, I freaking cry. I I have still have a problem watching Lion King. Not gonna lie, um, and uh, the Notebook because my wife went to go see the Notebook. If you don't cry at the Notebook, you don't have a soul. Um, like <laughs> I, I, I I have no problem admitting that I cry. I'm gonna cry at Endgame. I just know it, and it's gonna be amazing. I I'll honestly, if for some reason Endgame is not match any of its hype, I will be severely severely disappointed but I just can't see them not matching the hype. Everything MCU has done up to this point with like a couple, a couple missteps in there for me, but as a whole, like when you rank all the MCU movies, it's not best to worst. It's best to good. And like, where do you rank it? Except for Iron Man three. I just think it's a garbage movie, but that's just my opinion. We'll talk about that next week. So I just, it's gotta be in game is number one. I don't see anybody having anybody any other different opinions over it. No, no, no. And if they so, do, they're wrong. 
<laughs> right? Which I've always said, that's not the point of this. We're not going to tell people their opinions are wrong, but if in game isn't your number one, I don't, I don't think you understand this genre and should probably go ahead and get out. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's what, that's our show for the week. A little preview for next week, um, which I know you said you hadn't done it yet. The last time we talked about it, you need to get your MCU rankings in order. Cause we're going to rank our MCU movies next week. I'm excited. Cause I really want to put a lot of thought into this. I mean, this is, this isn't just going to be something that you just sit down and do your March madness picks on. I mean, this, this is going to take some time. Well, you've, you've got seven days, <laughs> um, which what helps for me personally is I've always kind of been a list person. So I've been ranking it off and on for the last couple of years anyways. And with the help of letterbox, which we will be utilizing for the show, which if you want to check it out, um, the, we, our letterbox account is up and live. The link is in the show notes and on uh, the website. Um, so you could click on it right now. We don't have anything ranked um, next week. When we do our show, I will input our rankings. So I'll need from you, sir, your final list of rankings before we All record right. the show right, next week enough. so I can input them. So, yeah. So next week we're going to talk, we're going to do our, we're going to, our pre-show MCU rankings before we finally do a rewatch. And we're going to discuss how we do that rewatch. Um, we've got, couple ideas we're not going to do it right off the bat but we're going to try and do it soon um still got to work out some some stuff with with zol but um i'm kind of excited for our for like we're getting closer to our first set of movie reviews zol and i'm like we're going to do we're going to do our pre-show mcu rankings and our, our dcu rankings the show after and then reviews which we still need to work out our movies and if, if you re if you're listening to this and you have suggestions for what our first two movies should be let us know the RSH project at um, or at the RSH project on Twitter, um, the RSH project at gmail.com. Let me know on my Gmail or on my uh, Twitter at PSA Prez or on our Facebook page, which is connected to the Pizza and Cookies Network, which is PNC Network. Um, that's it. You got anything you want to add for the rest of the week, Zol? No, no, I'm I'm hoping for a good week. Uh, I think we've all been very well treated, and um, yeah, I mean if there is a way that we can hurry up and get to April 26th. That would be fantastic. Yes. I am totally looking forward to it. Just so you know, I just got notified that Finn Balor, Finn Balor defeated uh, Sammy Zayn to retain the international. Oh, Champions. wow. Sammy Zayn is back. Okay. We'll try to keep the sports and wrestling stock off of this, but I'm just WrestleMania was yesterday. People, you can't have WrestleMania and not expect everybody to talk about it, whether it's hating it or liking it. So um, I hope I didn't spoil something for you. Were you recording that to watch later? I, I no, actually, I I have no way of watching. So actually, you did me a favor there. Ah, okay. I can probably help you with that as long as you have an internet connection. So, um, which of course, why you're recording a podcast with me? Do you have an internet connection? <laughs> I'm using my um, I'm, I'm using my hotspot. Not gonna lie. <laughs> okay. So, all right, sir. Well, it was great talking to you. Um, next week, MCU. Looking forward to it. Pumped. Talk to you later, man. See ya.